In a world where achievements and accolades motivate us to do more and be more, we're often left wondering, is this really it? Deep inside, you know there is more to life. You're ready to leave behind the old push your way through and claim the deeper life that's calling you. That's where we excel. We're your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. And this is the Soulful Leader Podcast. Sit back and relax as we share the shortcuts we've uncovered to help you make shift happen. Welcome back to the Soulful Leader Podcast. This week, Stephanie and I were talking a lot about boundaries, and we thought that that would be a great thing to start with. I know for myself, when I set boundaries, I oftentimes, I guess one of the things I want to say about it is, what direction do we set boundaries from? What's the energy? What's the intention behind the boundary? It's such a good question because we can often think of boundaries as walls, right? Like keeping people out. Instead, boundaries are really a space for you to practice loving yourself. Mm. It's, a different, it's a different perspective. So where we're setting a boundary from, are you setting it to like isolate or push people away? Or are you setting it to create a space about loving yourself and honoring your your values, what's important to you. Do you have an example of, of something from your own life or from somebody that you know as a, that could help explain that? Such a good question. I do have a few examples. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, one of the examples I have is because I, 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 and the reason I said that about setting, setting boundaries as a way of loving yourself, because I had always seen, you know, boundaries as a way of like, I'm right. You're wrong. This is enough. Like it's almost like a, a setting something and saying like, no more, you can't do this anymore. This, I've set the boundary, mm. but I guess the example would be is like, well, one is within relationships. Like that's probably the biggest place where I find boundaries, um, the most challenging. And often it's because because I haven't set a, a standard within myself. And so I guess you can't really talk about boundaries without talking about standards. And when I look at what is the standard that I want and what is a standard? Standard is something that you stand on. So every year at the beginning of the year, I often will do like a little a visual collage about where I want to put my time, my energy, what's important to me. And I create a collage and I then now have to look at, well, what are my standards that I have to put in place? I have to stand at a different level in order to reach that goal or those, those achievements or those, those desires, I have to step up. And in stepping up, I raise the standards of what I want. When you raise the standards, then you have to communicate a boundary. Because the boundaries then all of a sudden then have context. Because without a standard, you don't have context in order to put a boundary in place. A boundary then just, because then it just ends up being a wall. Like, stop doing this or else, or I'm going to like no longer talk to you. Well, that's not really a boundary. 
A boundary. So like if yeah. I was in an example for me with my husband, one of the things that we, because we do a similar thing, and we said that we were going to start to clean stuff out this year. And so that set, uh, in order for us to clean our crap out of our house, we've got so much crap shoved places, right? In order to do that, we have to set different standards, meaning that we won't just put something someplace or set up what those standards are for ourselves. Um, and then set some boundaries of what does that look like of, well, when you know, if, if he's the one, because oftentimes he's, a, he's a little bit more clutterish than I am. And I can say that because he admits it. <laughs> <laughs> and so like I set a boundary for the kitchen of the kitchen space does not get clutter on it. And rather than, so we had already set the standard of what that looks like. Right. So then rather than needing to beat him up about it of like when he starts to collect piles of mail on my kitchen counter and I call them my kitchen counters because I'm in the kitchen more than he is. And it matters to me. It really matters to me more than it matters to him. So the, the boundary is that the kitchen is off limits for clutter. And when it starts to accrue, I asked him, where would you like me to put this? And when it does accrue, because it, invariably does. One of the things that we talked about earlier is we can't change somebody. We can only change our relationship to them. And that comes from me, right? So my relationship to him changed in that I stopped complaining about it. I just said, here's what's going to happen. Here's my standard. Here's my boundary. And where would you like for me to put this? Because it doesn't belong in the kitchen. And so now we have an agreement is that kind of what you were talking about? That's that's kind of that's essentially too because you want to be clear about communicating it. So I think that you know one of the things that's been really dear to my heart is that in that in my vision collage of what I'm talking about is I want to have a, a better relationship with myself. Mm-hmm. I want to have a place where I can totally relax and meditate and do some practices and not feel like someone's going to step in or interrupt me or so I had to set a boundary because I had to I had to raise my standards. Like if I wanted to reach this, these goals, these dreams, I, I need to practice being a new person in that place. And that practice takes time, takes energy, and takes space. Yeah. So I don't want to be interrupted. I don't want to be distracted. And so I shut my door. And so I've had to say, you know, this is a boundary, like with my with my partner. When the door is shut. I'm busy. <laughs> Unless the house is burning down around me, do not knock on the door. <laughs> and it's not about saying that I don't want him to be part of that. It's actually saying, I really want to be part of your life. I really want to grow with you. And I need to really work with myself because that's ultimately, that's all we can do. Like you said, is change ourselves. So to have that, have that space is about me learning how to love me so that I can bring that love to the relationship and I have that space to also receive the love that I know he wants to give to me. So it's, it's, a, different, it's a different perspective of boundaries. I know yeah. I set a boundary with my mom some time ago and, and this is so true. Like this can happen with, 
you know, family members or friends or even teammates, you know, yeah. that they get co-workers. used. Yeah, co-workers. <laughs> exactly. They get used to who you used to be. And then all of a sudden you raise your standards or you change your direction. And all of a sudden you're, as Marin is a dancer, all of a sudden, you know, you have to dance a new dance because they're not no longer playing the same old tune and dancing the same old dance. They've, they've changed everything and you're not quite sure where you fit in. And so I, I did that with my mom and she was really upset. She took it very personally and thought I was trying to push her out of, out of my life, which was not true at all. Is that what I was learning is that I needed to learn how to love myself differently. I needed, I needed to even learn how to, to know how to love myself. And so I needed some safe space that I knew I wasn't going to be interrupted or, you know, distracted. And she had a hard time with that. She just, you know, like when the door was shut, she'd just come in anyway. Like, it's like, well, I've always done that. Why are you changing the story? Uh, and this can be a challenge of not taking it personally and not making it personally about someone else, but being able to give them the opportunity that it's about love. It's not about um, separation or it's not about shaming someone or shaming yourself with this. It's about growing and evolving. It very much is. And I know for myself, like I will set a boundary. Um, I just did this recently with my at the studio, I um, I'm changing a lot, and right now I have a master pricing. So in order to work with me, you you pay more. I'm the master instructor there, and I have not honored that. I have oftentimes been like, oh, it's okay, we'll just do the regular price. Oh, I'll give you the regular price. And and recently, I've been feeling much more like I need to honor that because I need to have a better sense of my own value and honor my value. So one of the things that I noticed was that there are still some exceptions that I would like to embrace. So I was in this kind of what felt like almost like a no man's land of, okay, I have this boundary and it was important to me to honor it that like, uh, if you're going to work with me, you're paying master prices. And yet I also have some exceptions that I want to make. And I didn't know like, uh, <laughs> should should I make the exception? Should I not? What, and how do you make that decision? And it just, it was, um, it's something that, that you and I have talked about as well. And I think that for myself, I came to the conclusion that it depends again, like I said, from the original, it's like, it depends on the energy that I'm coming from. You know, am I coming from an energy of still honoring myself in making the exception? Or am I coming from an energy of, well, I, I don't deserve to get that much. So I'll just make the exception this time, that type of thing. Does that make sense? Totally. And I think it's also a reflection of the trust in relationship too. It's like your boundary is going to be different with your husband than it is a student mm. that you work with. It's very different because for many reasons, it's like, you know, when we talk about trust, trust is so easily eroded, especially in our culture today. You know, it's something very sacred. And so we want to have space. And it's so interesting, you know, that we're having, you know, the social, I don't like calling it social distance because it, it, it really is a physical distance, which is out of respect of like somebody else's space. And I, I, I feel like this is, it's whole 
year, in a couple of years, has really been teaching us space. It's really mm-hmm. been teaching us boundaries and that it's, it's not about, you know, not liking someone else or shaming someone else. It's about really learning how to love ourselves and each other within this space. And, you know, when you don't know somebody, there's going to be more of a distance between you and them. But when you do know someone, you're like, oh, well, you can come closer. I know where you've been. I know what we've earned. We've earned the right of being in this relationship for a long, long time. So like, for example, I have a boundary, a standard of like, you know, the type of people that I work with is my standard. And that's what I attract because I, I am very clear about what my standards of the type of people I work with. Every once in a while, though, someone doesn't show up or someone, um, something happens that they forget about a commitment that we have with each other. And I usually always have that kind of flexibility of like, okay, first time it happens, maybe I wasn't clear, that clear about my standard or my boundary. So I will reliterate it, kind of, you know, give them a little bit of a grace. But now they know, now they know. The second time, I'm charging you. Like, you know, you're going to be billed. Yeah. But every once in a while, I might have a client that I have worked with for years. And I mean, not just years, probably decades, who has been absolutely loyal, have been a stellar client, right? And then all of a sudden, one day, they don't show up. Well, I can tell you when that happens, it's usually a life or death situation. It's not, it's so unusual. And there's a lot more grace with that person because we've, we've built so much relationship, so much trust and goodwill with each other. So they are flexible. Boundaries are flexible. They're not rigid walls. They're flexible and they morph and they change depending on where it's coming from within and, and situations. I love your example about the language and the English language. Right. So when we look at the English language, there's, right, we learn this language and here's all the rules, except for this and except for that. And and when this happens, then you do that. And so there's all these exceptions. And I really, I almost think of it as a balance or a, um, a melding of the masculine and feminine. So when I think of the masculine, that's the setting of the boundary. It's uh, more of a hard, firm. And then the feminine is where that boundary breathes and where we allow it to flow and are like, okay, and maybe, and you know, one of the things you were talking about is the the building of trust over time. And occasionally there's even something where there's something new and we're really drawn to it. And it means we need to either break our boundary or bend the rules or make an exception. And we, if we're really in that hard space of, I need to, I need to hold my boundary. There may be a time and a place for that. And then there can also be the time and a place for, huh, this is really calling me. And it might take a moment of sitting back and, and deliberating and making some, you know, choices within yourself of if I, if I make an exception, will it destroy the boundary? That's one thing. If I make the exception, is it coming from a place of self-trust and self-value? If I make an exception, is it going to create 
a run of exceptions, right? Where is it coming from and what are you like actually creating some standards around that exception so that even if it is something new, like I loved your example of, a, you know, a longtime client who, you know, you know, there's a reason and we do that at the studio as well. And it makes sense. Sometimes it doesn't make sense and you still are called to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It changes. And I, this has been such a wonderful conversation. And I know there's could be many questions and there's lots of different exceptions for every, for wherever you are. I guess something I would say as a takeaway is if you imagine yourself a year from now and you're evolving, you want to grow into something new, what are the standards you're going to have to raise in order to get there? And that's, you know, like what I said, like what you stand on, what you believe in, how you treat yourself is so important. This is the whole part of the soulful leader is that leading yourself with love and kindness and leading yourself up. How will you speak, nourish, think, and be with yourself in those new standards? And then what boundaries do you need to create in order to hold those, to stay true to them? And I think that, you know, it, it's easy. That can be a hard thing to um, to kind of envision for ourselves sometimes. I know for myself, I just recently did a mastermind. And I think that a lot of it was so that I could understand what the standards and boundaries were that the woman that ran the mastermind actually put into place in order to achieve what she achieved. And it was fascinating because I, it's like, okay, I want to be there in a year, wherever there is. And what will it take? If I knew that right now, I would probably already be there. So who do you need to stalk? <laughs> who do you need to, you know, book a phone call with, have a conversation with, look at people who are already there where you want to be and start asking them some questions. What type of, what does your life look like? What types of standards do you hold for your, hold yourself to? What types of boundaries do you have for other people around your time, around your finances, around your energy? Um, so you can do some exploration along those lines. Once you've set that future vision for who you want to become is explore, have fun with it. That's what I did. Sounds like a great plan and a good place to, to leave you for query and questioning and, uh, and support for yourself. Yeah. So I would love it if you would share some of those in our Facebook group, the soulful leader and, Share our podcast with a friend this week. That would be great. And please leave us a, a note about how things are going for you. We would love to hear from you. Thanks so much. And that wraps up another episode of the Soulful Leader Podcast with your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to dive deeper, head over to our website at thesoulfulleaderpodcast.com. Until next time.